Welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. We begin today's show by showing you how to properly hang the skeletons in your closet. Well, after that, we'll uh, return to everybody's favorite, Play Shelf Trade. Then it's on to themes that make you go, ugh. And to finish the show, another great game debate with none other than my father's work. Here are your hosts, Daniel, the Blue Blue Meeple Group, Connors. Uh, I see what you did there, Randy. Nice on the script. John Tom Vassal Tysman. Board Game Jesus? And Chris L. Meeple Negro Thomason. Does that mean the Black Meeple? That is correct, sir. Okay. I... Anyway. And then, of course, me, uh, Andy Sir Trollington Barnett. Now, if you would, join us around the board. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. Hello, you troll. What is up? I thought, Chris, to be honest with you, I thought, because I know nothing, um, I thought you were either A, were trying to mimic a real wrestler that I didn't know, or B, I actually thought for a second you were the Sphinx from Mystery Men. Do you know the old <laughs> movie Mystery Men from the late 90s? I remember the movie. I do not remember this character whatsoever. He was the like, yeah, no guru. The Anyway, that's what I thought <laughs> well, for a second. Chris, I have an extra challenge for you because apparently it's a showdown of the meeples, but I have the belt here, title in hand. <laughs> uh, me and you. Uh, you, you have a piece of metal on on leather for an entertainment company, not oh. a wrestling company. Oh, oh. well, it doesn't matter because I'm down. the champion entertainer. Yeah, and meeples. and for that company, you could be. <laughs> I might be. Is this a little wow. much, though, guys? Is this, like, does this look like a meeple? I thought you were, like, a, a blue... The Grimace. Blob. Blue Grimace. Ooh, Grimace. Grimace. From Grimace, McDonald's. Yes. That's Rock what I thought it was. Well, I'll go I got, with like, my... shakes, didn't you? I want a shake now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go with my backup costume, then. Oh. What's, ah. what's this? I'm a knight. Ah. Oh, nice. all right. I literally been keeping that hidden from you guys this whole time. <laughs> you did. I was I was wondering where we were going. Very with good. So I like uh, that one. That's pretty good. I don't Your know how well I pulled really it off, bent. but I know. Is that really a blade? Careful, you don't know. Man, ah, careful ah, over there. Gosh, I was trying to pull around. off the old uh the old nineties trolls. You know the you know the little troll dolls. Yeah, troll yes, dolls. You, yeah. you did a good enough job. It looks like something would be on some old lady's dashboard. That's true. Right. I, I thought, thought you were just going as yourself. Because if I remember correctly, those trolls never wear shirts. So I thought about not wearing a shirt, but didn't want to scare people. Commit, to the, I, gimmick, Chris, man. Commit to the gimmick. Chris, Chris did more than think it. about it. Uh, careful there, Chris. I think I saw a nip slip. <laughs> um, and then, John, I, uh, uh, I thought you were maybe Inspector Clouseau for a second. No, but your phone is a ringing. Hmm. <laughs> That's a... So, quote, these other two probably have no idea. They're uncultured morons. I have but, no idea. But uh, the thing about being Tom Vassell, do it to do it nice. I had to do it the tie crooked because he's always got something going on that really distracts you from whatever he's saying. Have you noticed that? There's the two button down collars with one of them unbuttoned, or is there's the crooked tie, or there's you know, something stuck to his shirt. There always seems to be something going on, some wardrobe malfunction. So I had to do the crooked tie just to just to make it a little bit more authentic. And I'll try to touch my face a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And get your uh, what, what is, is it? He always wait, 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 wait. hey everybody, hey everybody, yeah. hey everybody. This is around the board. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you have to be over the top excited sometimes. Yes. Well, anyway, if you uh, haven't noticed, it is our Halloween episode, so we're all in costume. We're having a good time. We hope you're having a good time too, and we're excited to get into this thing. 
We have an announcement first, though, a big one. Come on, Daniel, tell us all about yeah. it. So two things. One, we have Meeple-a-thon. It is a local convention here in the Kansas City area, and it is for charity. So if you guys are watching this and you're local, make sure you head out to Meeple-a-thon. Is it uh, November 17th and 18th? And also, we'll be there. Correct. So if you want to meet us in person, because, well, honestly, if you live locally, you've already met us. You don't you probably care. have us. But you know what? Well, Come visit us anyways. But have you met a Meeple me, Negro? Oh. I sometimes... It, it, it takes me a while to hop on my jet from Los Angeles to get there. That's right. That's right. So we'll expect you to be flying in. And then also, uh, hey, this this hol- uh, Halloween weekend, I am running the first ever, well, not first ever, but first ever here, unmatched tournament at Mission Board Games. So ah. if you're a big unmatched fan, come join us at Mission Board Games. Cool. Yeah. That's what oh, I got. Sounds like I, a good time. I got one thing I want to throw out there, because if you watched our last episode about Challengers... I'm sorry, we're out of time. (laughs) Too bad. (laughs) Just kidding. Quit trolling. Quit trolling. Um, About challengers. I know Chris would want to know this this announcement. I think I mentioned something during the show about when they come out with an expansion for it, it's just going to make it that much better. The expansion's already coming out. Challengers Beach Cup. And it's a play, you, you you can play it on its own, or you can add it with the original challengers. So more the merrier. You can you more, have 16 uh, people added. play this time? I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that still. But who knows? Maybe it is in the rules. Why not? Might as well. I'm you also going to share a meme could, right now that we house that, uh, that our friend Philip made. Um, it said, yeah, I'm just going to show it here on the screen. And then if you're listening to it, it uh, says magic and challengers. And it has yeah. Pam from the office saying uh, it's the same picture. Mm-hmm. I love that meme so much. And I love how mad it made a made uh, Chris. <laughs> I love it too. In fact, I think he just did his face just get redder. I think <laughs> it did. I think it's like, I see the blood like rising right now. Yeah, I, I represent the people who appreciate people who don't lie. And uh, so, because that's all that is. Hot takes is just lies. And that meme is a hot take. So it is a lie. I, I love how how set he is on that we're kidding, that we're just lying about challengers. It yeah. is absolutely true. I played the whole it last world night. Is by after by you. the way, so this is breaking news even for the other three. I actually played it last night at a, a friend of ours birthday what? party. Uh, yeah. I took second, and it's still trash. Uh, so, right. and that and that friend is a board game connoisseur, sir, and he loves Indeed. that as much as you, and he agrees with us. Right. So I actually, by the way, just to let you know, I won the English Cup uh, in that tournament, but did not win the U.S. Cup. And what I mean by that is, I had the best regular season record. That's the English Cup, uh, and then uh, because we're Americans, we must have playoffs. And I lost the final. Gosh, uh, don't you yeah. start with this soccer crap. We're not doing exactly. relegation right now. <laughs> hey, you know what? what We're are already we doing? starting to get into quite a few arguments. People are here for one reason, and that's to hear us argue when points are on the line. Oh, okay. I was like, I think they're here to watch us argue. Oh, oh that's like, the wrong song. <laughs> wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Around the board is all about debating different topics within tabletop gaming in four unique segments, each hosted by one of us. A behind-the-scenes judge will award points at the end of the show. The contestant with the most points will get to sit on their soap throne and regale us with scary ghost stories around the fire. Will there be marshmallows? Chocolate? Graham crackers? Now it's time to play the game. Round one. Fight! Fight! 
Well, this first segment, we're going to talk about a brand new game called Hanging Skeletons. In this game, it's all about finding the skeletons in everyone's closet. And it starts with us. We get to dive into Chris's skeleton closet, then oh, wait, Daniel's wait, skeleton closet, Guys, and John's on. skeleton closet. And, hold on, hold on. I'm getting a what? message from the producer. Oh. Random task. Show them what you do. It's a random task. Oh, what do we gotta do? Oh, gosh. Ah, where is it? There we go. Got it. I think it was the first one. This. Oh, Andy, did you beat me? I never left. El Mipo never never leaves. (laughs) And you might have revealed mine a little too early. Yeah, you did. What's that all about? Yikes. Well. To be honest, guys, I thought about going to to get this, but I couldn't go. I couldn't do it fast enough because guess what? Games that I'm scared to play, it's a lot. There's a lot of games <laughs> I'm scared to play. Any game basically that I don't have my board game Sherpa Tyler around to help teach with me, I don't. I'm afraid of. So I'm scared of a lot of games. To be honest, the one that came to mind, honestly, is probably Eclipse. Eclipse is such a great game. But it rarely gets to the table because it's so long, and every time I play it, I feel like it's been five or six months, and I screw up the rules. And like, oh, next time we'll get it right. Next time. And next time doesn't come around again for another three to five months. So uh, I'm scared of that one. I'm also, frankly, I'm scared of apparently I'm 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 scared of my He-Man game. I backed that thing. It's sitting on my shelf. It looks great. The boxes do. But apparently I'm too scared to play it because every time I try and pull it out, I go, there's more pieces, more parts, more pieces, more parts. And so far, nobody's taught me to play it. And I'm just inept. Uh, I, I can't uh, I can't figure it out myself. There's too many things to punch, too many parts. It's like it's overwhelming. I'm just like, I just, I, I, I can't. So I, there you have it. Those are some of the things I'm too scared to play. I, I guess in general, I'm scared of games that are, there's too many parts and pieces to. If it gets but, too complex, if there's too many boxes and too many Andy, parts. This is random task. This is one random game. task, Andy. One game. What are you doing? <laughs> what? It's random task. One game out of your collection. Well, that's I, I gave category. you like several. So forget no. you. Okay, John, how about you? So, well, okay, I'll go next. We'll go out of order. That's fine. Oh, wait. How about Daniel? Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, it's okay, guys. If this is your first time watching, it's actually Andy's first time on the show. So uh, <laughs> the game I picked is Kanban. From uh, uh, Vitals, oh gosh, every you know, Del Lacerda? I, yes, I Thank can you. say names, but when I'm on camera, they don't come out of my mouth. Okay, when he's anyways. on camera, they all come out of something inappropriate instead. It's, it's very true. So, Kanban is a heavy economic euro game with so many moving pieces. Um, you're like trying to score each little sector as your uh, boss is coming to inspect your work. And this game is actually one that I have played a lot with uh, Randy and another friend of mine. And we played this probably six, seven years ago, like when it first came out. And this made our head hurt so much. And we could not wrap our minds around this game. Now, we've evolved a lot since then as a gamer. So I think we have the ability to play this game. But I stare at it on my shelf often going, one day I'm going to play you, Kanban. But I'm not ready yet. This is the game I am most scared to play. And I want to get it played. It was a really good time. Very thematic very crunchy but i don't know 
I had like some trauma about it, and I don't know if I'm ready to delve into it quite yet. So, have you well, ever? Daniel, John, what do you got, Daniel? It's heavy and crunchy, but is it thick? He wants to it's describe thick. the game as thick. Is that a little that, creamy sometimes? A little too thick, smooth. Got a little too much on the backside. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I expect you to say. What are we talking about, folks? It's this game. is a family-friendly show. It's thick. It's hard to understand. That's all. All right. You are mine clearly is... not the WWE champion because that is not appropriate for WWE viewers. Yeah, exactly. Said, uh, mine, much like Daniel's, is a brain burner, and it's really hard for me to get my mind wrapped around, and that is Connect Four. Because for some reason, this, I can do spatial games like uh, tile laying games. I don't have to pick up the tiles to rearrange. I don't understand why people have to do that. Why do you have to pick up the tile to rearrange it board to figure out if it fits? Just look at it. You can see if it fits. It's three by eight or whatever. You know, it, it drives me nuts when people have to keep doing that time after time because I just, oh, okay, that's the one I want. Boom, I'll take it. Connect four blows my mind. We had a Connect Four tournament, as some of you will recall, earlier this year, and I bought a Connect Four game used at a garage sale or something real cheap. So I'm like, well, let me just make sure it works. And so I'll try playing myself in Connect Four. And I'm here going at it for about 10, 15 minutes. My wife comes by. I'm like, this is really hard to play by yourself. It's hard to beat yourself at it. She's like, you've already won three times here, here, and here. (laughs) I give up. I cannot play this game. I can't play it against myself. I can't beat myself on that bad. So that's I I don't play Connect Four. My mind doesn't work that way. That, John um, John, what's that date behind your shoulder? Date October thirty yeah. first. Are you sure it doesn't say April first? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> next time, I'm next time we, we look forward to John's segment on tic tac toe and his <laughs> conundrum about how to figure it out. <laughs> it's crazy. Chris, I know it is. It is. It's save insane. us, Chris. Dumbfounded. Chris, you're I'm, only I'm speechless, and I think I got a point because Randy could see it and he appreciated it. Like this show is all about ripping each other. I I have nothing to say, nor nothing needed to say. Anyone no, there's not. That is like, does John have like the IQ of twelve? Because <laughs> the Connect Four. I mean, I like it, but dang, bro, like you can't uh. beat yourself. I can't. What is that about? I don't know. I don't notice the pattern. What are those? I can't find it. It always, it always, it'll happen before I know it. Okay. Well, that's wow. All right. Anyway, uh, man, he threw me off. I had this whole spiel. I was going to go in as El Mipo Negro, and then I just he threw it all off. But <laughs> all right. Anyway, so first of all, uh, first of all, fix the problem of Daniel and Andy by doing what I say and playing games that are not complicated for complicated sake. I played a new game that I had not played before. Now new, it's very, very old, but new to me by the great doctor yesterday. Taj Mahal hadn't played that before. Mwah, man, fantastic. It's a bidding game, but with cards and it's 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 got this whole mechanic. It, it's that it's hard to explain in the short amount of time I have, but it's actually very simple, but it was beautiful. I hadn't played it before. It was fantastic. It looked anyway, like crap. On It did look like crap, according to people that are unwashed. But <laughs> um, for this segment, all right, I had to, the first thing that came to mind when we were talking about this production, I was like, the 18xx games I haven't played because while they're all about the same, they are kind of like daunting. And then some of them could be really more, more not complex, but have a whole lot more little intricacies than others. So I have two on my shelf that I still haven't played that kind of has me there. And that was the first thing I came to. But then last night talking to Randy at where we were playing, I realized the game I'm most, most worried about most, most fearful of is merchant and marauders because Many episodes ago, I said uh, when I won that I was going to fix this game, and I realized I haven't done any of that yet. But 
I will say, actually, in that moment, talking to Randy last night, I did kind of make some waves. I, I We kind of talked it out with a friend of ours, James. We kind of put some stuff to to paper, so to speak, about how what we could add. And, and I do think those little things that we came up with actually are, are putting us in the right direction. But at the moment, I got to say Merchant Marauders because it always was not a just it was just missing something before. But now it's like, oh, I got to do that because I said I was going to. <laughs> All right, now that we've all shared our random tasks, let's go ahead and hold them up. And Randy, let us know who is in third, who's going to get one point. Chris, oh, boom. Chris gets one point. All right, but how many job. points for El Bipo Negro? <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two goes to Andy for a clip, maybe. Uh, what? I'm Here very confused by this. Here it goes. He okay, didn't even have a game one. he nominated. I know. It's gonna be. Oh, you're kidding me! Once again, me winning the random task. Random task. You pick a game you played with Randy. That's really random. Well, it. You know what? But he. But he feels it. <laughs> he knows it's true. That's Just what I'm saying. The correct game doesn't mean I should be penalized. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, tell us what you think. What's a game you're scared to pick up off your shelf and play? Uh, we'd love to know. Tell us in the comments. And, of course, always be uh, sure to quick uh, uh, hit that. Uh, uh, sorry, I need another drink here. Uh, like and subscribe. That's it. <laughs> Might have had too many drinks. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Round two. Fight. Right. Now we're going to jump into Play Shelf Trade. And today's theme is all about... The horror games. Woo. But you know what's really scary? This costume. I got to get rid of it. Oh, All yes. right. So now I'm a <laughs> romance. Yes. Yeah, I'm the blue man group. Um, So it just keeps changing. All right. Are you, Cle- are you Cleopatra? <laughs> yeah, it's Cleopatra. <laughs> okay. So guys, Caesar uh, today we are going to talk about... So the past couple episodes, we changed the format where we talked about one game and then we all went around. I don't think we're going to do that this time. We're just going to go back to our normal format. So... Uh, let me jump at it. I'm going to re- explain the three games real quick. Uh, Betrayal of House on the Hill is a cooperative game where you're going through the dungeon until one person becomes a traitor and goes and attacks everybody else. And it's very story-based. Fury of Dracula is one versus many. Uh, you're hiding around the map, and Dracula is, uh, they can't see him until they are really close to him, and then you fight him. So it's deduction plus that. And Dead of Winter is a co-op game, semi-co-op, because you could be kind of a traitor. You can also have your own agenda. But it's post-apocalyptic zombies. All right. And we're going to jump into play shelf trade with these three games. We're going to talk about which one we want to play right now because we either want to give it a try or we're super hot on it or something like that. Uh, or which one's going to be on our shelf. This is usually one that's like our favorite at times. It can We can kind of interpret it how we want. But normally it's our favorite game out of the three. And then there is Dead of Winter. Or sorry. <laughs> Okay. Whoa! I wonder which one's the trade. Just trade. Gave something away. Then there's trade where you just uh, get rid of it. Uh, you burn <laughs> it with fire. You want to trade it away, but it's rubbish to you and you want to get rid of it. So, all so right. So tell us my... why Dead of Winter is your trade. Actually, you know what? Uh, I was just reading. I'm a teleprompter guy like you. I saw Dead of Winter, so I said it. Um, no, but Dead of Winter is actually going to be my play. Um, it was a, actually, no, Fury of Dracula is going to be my play. Because the reason I say that is because I played it once a long time ago with our friend Adam Shank, and it was fine. It was fun, but I didn't give it its rightful shot because it's really long. 
And um, I, I would try to play it again um, if it, if the moment was right. But my shelf is going to be Dead of Winter. Um, it When it came out, it came out and it was hot. I loved it. I loved Battlestar Galactica, which this is a good comparison to. And I actually think this game is better than Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Now, Randy might call me out on this because I he's also like play Dead of Winter and I'm like please anything else. I th <laughs> this could be a game that I'm afraid to play as well because I don't know what about it. It's it, it just it, it's there. I like it, but I'm afraid to play it. But that means my trade is going to be Betrayal on the House on the Hill. It is just a random hot mess. Every time you play it, the person who shouldn't <sighs> be the traitor ends up being the traitor. It ruins the whole experience. Half the game you're waiting around going, oh my gosh, like, can you figure out how to play this game already? Uh, just, I haven't had good experiences with it. I want it out of here. And there you go. So, uh, <laughs> John, can you do a little better explaining your play shelf trade than me? I don't know. I don't know if I could do worse. I don't know. That would be a tough, that would be a tough bar. To it's this under. hair. It's getting in my but eyes. There you go. Distracting me. <laughs> And with that hair, he's worried if he could see her. Oh, Caesar. I don't know. I was trying to get a combination in there. It didn't work. Anyway, <laughs> let's 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 see if we can do better. But my play on this list is actually, I agree with you. It's going to be Dead of Winter. And I it was when you, the list came out, I'm like, oh, we're throwing Dead of Winter in there. That's going to be an instant trade. And then I was like, well, I should probably just look into it, watch a review, do all this. You know, maybe I have some preconceived ideas that aren't true. And I watched the playthroughs and I'm like, this, this sounds pretty cool. I mean, this, yeah, it's, I mean, the, there could be a traitor. There could not be a traitor. You don't know. And everybody's kind of a traitor because you have your hidden agendas that you're trying to accomplish. And you're not going to help the team and get rid of some of your stuff that you need for your hidden agenda. So it, that's going to throw some shade on you. It might even be a traitor, but people think there are. So they're, you know, trying to ostracize you or what have you. So I think I got to play that. That's going to, that's going to probably be my play. Fury of Dracula, while it seems like a really good game, is uh, I've already had it and traded it once because I couldn't get it played. So I guess it's going to have to be my trade, which I didn't really want it to be my trade. I wanted Betrayal at House of the Hill to be my trade, but I have only played it once. So I think I will throw it on the shelf and see if somebody wants... It's usually an easy game to get played. There's there's people out there that'll be, okay, I'll give it a try. It sounds... And you don't really have to know much about how to play a game to play it. It's, it's fairly simple. So I'd probably try that again. I think, yeah, I had... I, my one time I had a meh experience with it. It sounds like it can be very swingy. Like you can have a really great time with this game or you can have a terrible time with this game. It all depends on like you're saying who the betrayer is, how it comes out, what the goals are to get rid of them, all that. So it can be really easy for them. It can be really hard for the, for you, for them, what have you. So uh, it's, it sounds like it probably needed some tweaking. Maybe the, I don't know if the newest edition does any better. But... It has it. That's what's crazy about it. There's like five new editions of this game, including yeah. Scooby-Doo. And like they don't fix it, like it's still just yeah. the same game. Because it ain't broke. Because it ain't broke. You're broke, okay. Mister Lucha Libre. All right, so Nacho Libre, what you got? Yeah. Uh you will correct. You will call me by my correct name, El Mipo Negro. <laughs> or I have vast resources. Resources so vast that no tray can hold them. Something's vast. Anyway. For my play shelf trade, so I'm gonna go straight to my shelf because it is. Betrayal at House of the Hill. I feel I have to jump right in here and 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 defend this game because I don't understand these people. Uh, you like challengers, but you don't want to play a game that's just like actually a fun game that you do have agency in and you can have a good time with. But regardless, uh, yeah, no, Betrayal at House of the Hill. It's it's not like a strategy game. It's kind of like this weird kind of like 
themey party kind of game. Like you're supposed to sit around, have a good time, talk to each other. You, it, it's exciting and fun because every single time it's different. You don't know how the, the room tiles are going to come out. There's a lot of mystery with it. There's the 50, 50 different, even with the base game from the original first edition, which I own on brand. <laughs> um, 50 different scenarios. You're never going to have the same one twice unless you play it just tons and tons and tons. And the thing about the Betrayer, I don't even understand what Daniel was talking about. Uh, it could be anybody. And so that's exciting and interesting. You don't know who it's going to be. And so um, anyways, it, it's it's an all-time great. I love that game. Uh, and then I'm going to go with, uh, my play is going to be Dead of Winter because it's, it, it I, for all the same reasons that John was talking about, it's it's a cooperative game, but not a cooperative game. Uh, you have the kind of hidden role. There may be a betrayer, there may not be a betrayer. So um, I, it just, it seems like a very interesting play. I want to give it a try. And then Fury of Dracula, I feel like a dead, a beat record here. But again, going back to Big Dan T, it's all about the money, boys. That game has been worth like tons and tons of money at different points in its, in its existence. John, I did not know you owned this game. Like, I don't understand all the time. Every you're like, oh, I traded this away. What the heck? Why didn't you talk to me? And I played the game with you. I don't understand. This happens over and over. Stop trading the games before you talk to me and we'll play them. But uh, but even then, about Fury of Dracula, everyone talks so huge about it, but the stuff I've seen about it, like it seems interesting, but like not over the moon, like people make it. So uh so again, I'm gonna trade it because it's theoretically worth a lot and I'm not excited as, as the other ones. But I think go. we're gonna have to change this Nate this segment to play shelf and unload for a lot of cash. Because <laughs> that's <right>. apparently that's, <laughs> that's the Chris criteria does. Chris has uh, adopted. <laughs> it's all about the money, boys. Oh, but Chris, I think what Daniel was talking about with the trader, it just always seems to be the person that like this is their first game of it or they don't play many games anyway. And now they have all this responsibility of being the trader and they have all these questions and it's like, they sure. can't ask yeah. anyone. And, I think and yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. Being it, that person. I'll give you that. That can be a problem when you're playing with people who just aren't, if you play with people who don't play games, then yes, that can be a problem or even a new person. That's just not a play for that is a gamer. Sure. But what you can do in those situations and what I do is I just say like, listen, is there anyone on, on, you know, worried that it's going to be them and not willing to take over it and if they're any for all the people that are not willing to i just hop in when it, that's the case but if yeah. it's anybody else that's willing to do it then that fixes the problem that's i know daniel's point. like oh using a variant <laughs> rule and using your own brain oh oh <laughs> no no i would be okay with that. i'd be okay with that all right andy well what do you got tell us your play shelf trade so I'm in a real conundrum here guys i i i'll, I'll be honest as i look at all three of these i go burn really really I, I just, I, I don't have any desire. I, I don't know. This is a really tough one. For one thing, I don't want to put any of them on my shelf. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. One of them is on my shelf right now. That was a gift. And so I kind of feel bad if they're watching. Thank you for the gift. But I've only played it twice and, and it wasn't my cup of tea very much. And that was a betrayal. Um, again, perhaps it suffered because uh, we were playing with new people that didn't know how to play, some non-gamers, and it just it seemed to drag on much longer than it needed to. Yep. And, and and believe it or not, guys, I know I'm I'm the actor in the group, and I and I do voices, and I'm you would think, well, with all this, he must be really into games with stories and themes. No, I like my Euro puzzly agrarian theme games a lot, and this <laughs> is the opposite of that. And so uh, all three of these, I have a hard time putting one on my shelf. Um, 
I would probably uh, go ahead and trade away uh, uh, Betrayal just because I've tried it twice and it hasn't worked out. Uh, I maybe need to give it another try. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. I know it's it's rated highly and it's 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 got some good plays by people. People I respect have said it can be a lot of fun and maybe I'm just not playing with the right group. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Fury of Dracula, that one's going on the shelf only because of what Chris said. He read my mind. It's worth money. Money. Show me the money. I looked it up, and I, I, I was like, that's the, the first thing I went to with these three games is, like, I don't really want to put any on my shelf, but I'm going to find out what's worth the most. Fury of Dracula has been worth a lot at times. It's going to go on my shelf. The one I do want to play and that I've never played is, uh, and, and by the way, I haven't played Fury of Dracula either, so just to, to give you that uh, caveat. Uh, I have not played Dead of Winter. However, I have heard that I would probably like Dead of Winter Warring Factions. That is the one that I probably would like because it gives you a little bit more of competitive nature and uh, is probably most reminiscent of The Walking Dead and some of the the things that have come up in The Walking Dead. So I really actually want to get that play. That is definitely going to be my play. Um, But again, this segment was really hard for me. Gonna be honest with you, because none of them really, really scratched that uh, European itch that I have. You know, Andy, I got to jump in here. You you often criticize Chris for taking his uh, shelf being the one he's like meh on. And he's like, that's supposed to be marriage. Well, now you just said you're going to put the one that's worth the most on your shelf. So what I'm hearing is you're going to pay for some, your wife. People sometimes marry for money. <laughs> it sounds like he's Travis Kelsey marrying Taylor Swift. That's what it sounds like. Fury, <laughs> Fury of Dracula is my sugar mama. Woo! All right, guys. Well, last uh, this time I did something new. We're I talking about sports play. ball, John. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So last th- I did something new. I put our play shelf trade on three different uh, internet uh, Facebook groups, oh. and I internet. asked people what their play did on the internet. Internets? And I asked their play shelf trades, and I, you know, added them all together. And this oh. this oh. is the people's. I have oh, the let's hear it. Play shelf trade. Are you guys ready for this? Sure. All right. So the play is actually going to be Fury of Dracula, uh, which I think uh, is probably correct. A lot of people want to give that one a try because of the the secret movement. It's there's really nothing out out there like quite like it. Then the shelf is Dead of Winter. Is someone from the 1990s calling? I think so. <laughs> All right, Got your rotary phone there in your office. Pardon me. Yes, hello, doctor. Oh, yes, you could send the pills down to the uh, pharmacy and I'll pick them up tomorrow. Yes, I'll get a milkshake while I'm there. Yeah. All right, your checkbook. The, the, the shelf is dead of winter. And then the trade, they agree with me, betrayal on the house of the hill. Yeah, there you go. Um, that game is is yesterday's news. Uh, if you like it, you like it. But if you don't, I never played it, don't play it. You, you ain't going to like it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but let us know what your play shelf trade is. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, I think it this calls for a little bit of a break. What do you we think? need a break. <laughs> we do. Yes. I think so. We'll return after these messages. The year's 2914. All that's left is us and those beasts. I say us, but you know what I mean. Some of us. The rest were all taken. Some say it's a religious thing. Me? I don't know. What I do know is this. Nearly 25% of Earth's population disappeared overnight. And if that's not creepy enough, soon after, a plague of sorts descended on us. Raptors. Thousands of them started appearing everywhere. Now, they hunt us day and night. Some call it God's judgment. 
others call it Rapture. Join your friends in this post-apocalyptic tabletop adventure for one to five players. Will you survive the night? Will you meet your maker? Will the raptors feast on your flesh? Roll the dice and find out. Raptor Rapture, coming soon to Kickstarter. All right, guys, and we are back, and we have a longtime friend who hasn't been on the show for a while, but he told me he was getting a little antsy. He really wanted to be on the show again. So let's hear it for our comments reader, Hansa. Hansa, what do you got for us today? Well, hello. I am so glad to be back. Uh, it's been a while, but I wanted to be in your Halloween episode because of my costume. What do you think of my costume? It's beautiful, Hansa. It's uh, yeah, Hansa man, bat bat Hansa. What is that? <laughs> yes, we'll go with that. All right. Well, today I have a comment from the board game geek. This is on our Pompero episode, ah. and it's from Mario. Mario says. Dear Around the Board, too many conclusions after a single game. I wouldn't be so daring. <laughs> you guys don't know how to play games. <laughs> Did he really say that last part? Oh, I don't know. I just know that Hansa likes to be mean to us sometimes. It's he does. really hard to tell <laughs> if it's Hansa or the comments. But, you know, sometimes thank you, Hansa. You always Hansa find just kind of ones. ran off after that one. Yeah, he did. He's like, I'm uh, out of here. He does. Well, you know, you know what? Guys, never sleeps. Maybe he had to go somewhere. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he actually pointed this one out, though, because um, I do want to point out that our reviews, they're very much supposed to be like us friends talking. What happens when you play a single game of a game? Do you immediately go, I'm not going to talk about this game until I play it five more times? It's like, True. no, we just want to talk about it. That's what we're doing. We're talking about our experiences. You can take it or leave it. But our point is to entertain, to give you a little information, and hopefully you find it valuable one way or the other. So yeah, uh, maybe Pompero is better than most of us thought. Actually, I think everybody liked it. I think I was the one that was kind of the offshoot. Oh, I actually liked you. the game. I don't know, uh, you know, but uh, you know, we are we are merely enthusiasts. We are not professionals. That's right. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm a professional. Except for John. That's thank true. You. Thank you. Thank you. Let me touch my face. And. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Well, let's get back to it. <laughs> Three, fight. All right, round three comes to me, Tom Vassell, board game Jesus, and/or John Theisman, whoever, however you want to call me. But this is a very apropos topic, very well appropriate, I guess. I don't want to get out of my skis with weird words. But as we approach the Halloween season, we thought it would be nice to talk about. Games that you find a little cringy, games that get under your skin a little bit. Maybe the theme just doesn't quite hit you. Maybe it pushes you the other way instead. Maybe it's so that's what we were kind of doing here. What are the cringy games out there? What kind of themes do you try to shy away from? Maybe you don't even notice it until you think about what games you like or don't like. You say, oh, I don't like these kind of games. Well, for me, actually, I, I really like a, a lot of different themes. If the theme is done well, I usually like it, but there are ones that I shy away from. And for me, it's going to be ones that are like overly gruesome for no reason, maybe. Because I mean, even though I do like some kind of appropriate gore, like an abomination. I mean, that's that's that as far down the road as I'll go is abomination is that kind of gore. You know, it's 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 kind of gory, but it's still a fake story. You know what I'm saying? And so you can still lose yourself and immerse yourself into a fantasy fake story about it. Um, but that, and then uh, Daniel had pointed out uh, last year about just 
overtly occult and maybe even like summoning demon kind of stuff. I mean, some references to magic aren't that bad, but when you're like really motivated to do things like that, it's in the game. It doesn't, it's something that puts me off. And as kind of as an example to the, to the overly cringiness of it, I used to own, um, which one was that? Letters to Whitechapel, which is kind of a Fury to Dracula, Fury of Dracula type game where it's hidden movement, but it's based on Jack the Ripper. And since our, I'd played with a group that we used to play Scotland Yard a lot. I'm like, this is Scotland Yard on steroids. We're going to love it. My sister took one look at it and said, I am never playing this game. And actually, the more I was diving into it, I mean, I can see why. I mean, it's it's you're literally playing as people from the historical record that were investigators that were trying to capture him. You're reading actual letters from Whitechapel, letters from the Jack the Ripper. So it's like it's a lot of it might be a little too real. You know what I'm saying? It's not just a fantasy thing based on it. It's it's like all the real historical stuff and it's done in a gruesome way. And while I would probably play it, I couldn't find anybody to play it. So <laughs> I traded it, Chris. I should have brought it to you. We should have played it. <laughs> but I traded Correct it. again. This I sounds know. like a game I want to play. Like I'm pretty yes. sure my, me and my wife would love playing that. As yeah. she like watching all the weird dateline things and learning about all these axe murderers. She'd love yeah. that game. So yeah. Uh, I have to review the footage from last year when we review, when we talked about Dead Man's Cabal because you said that you were you had an issue with games like that, but I'm pretty sure I was ridiculed for my take on that one. That's what I was saying. I was saying I understand that, but that one it's it's you're not really uh, that one. It's so silly to me is why it's I can understand why you'd have issue with the symmetry, the imagery, and stuff like that. But it's because you're actually manipulating the pentagram. That was what I didn't like. I got it. Just, it went okay. too far for me. But I'll get into that one. I understand. If it has a goofy, goofy uh, design, John's okay with anything. So it's like, you know, it could be just as silly. Silly cannibalism is fine, but serious cannibalism isn't. Honor Dinner Party, probably pretty fun game. There you go. (laughs) All right. So, uh, all right. So my, the cringy things for me, like, like, Honestly, there's only two games that I can even think of that really upset me. Uh, And and there are two games that are highly kind of polarizing. One's way more known than the other. Uh, The one that's well known is Kingdom Death Monster. So... The game, this game, the game itself, from everything I've ever heard, actually sounds super interesting, super fantastic, and much better than Gloomhaven. But... What its problem is, the designers, they just, they had to make it too graphic. And, 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 and graphic in regards to, like, sex more than, like, violence and stuff. And there is certainly for violence as well, but, like, it's just it's just unnecessary. And, that, and that's what bothers me. Like, if it's tasteful and it makes sense with the situation, even then people are like, well, there's still no need for it. Okay, yeah, I don't disagree with you. You're right. But at least if it makes sense, it's fine. But... Everything I've ever seen about that game is it's just unnecessary. It's just over the top, and it has put me off of the game. Granted, there's a lot of other things, like the amount of time investment and cost and all the different stuff is part of it as well. But put, what put me over the top for not even, even exploring those things is just how unnecessarily graphic the the imagery is. So uh, I will say that, and which then leads me to the other one that's well less well-known, uh, but uh, Andy uh, uh, famously uh, pulled it up on his screen last episode, and that's the game called Night Shift. Uh, it's a game about, I mean, girls who work the night. So uh, that, that that's all crazy thing. But honestly, and maybe that makes me a bad person, the fact that it has to be those two games for me to not, to, for it to upset me, but everything else, like, Either I just don't care 
or it doesn't bother me. So uh, I guess those that it's going to have to be extremely overly graphical sexual content for me to uh, be put off. Apparently. <laughs> I'm glad you all have right. a line somewhere, Chris. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's all right. Speaking of overly graphic sexual content, could you button that shirt up a little bit? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, my oh. gosh. Wow. I'm blind. I can't do this if I can't see the teleprompter. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So games that make me cringe or cringy themes. You know, the one that I, I'm surprised, I, I, when I found that I was going third, I was like, oh, this will already be covered by the time it gets to me. But apparently it hasn't. And sorry if I'm stealing it from you, Daniel. And that is, it's an awesome game. It's always fun. But the name, the name just puts people off a little bit if they don't know it. What, what we're talking about, that is Secret Hitler. You know, oh. I mean, it's such a wonderful social deduction game. It may be the best one ever made, but it's got the name Hitler in it. And, you know, that's just, I mean, we're probably going to be censored on YouTube because I just said it twice. That's how, <laughs> that's how controversial it is. Um, unfortunately, that's the bad thing about that game is, like, I want to tell people to play it. And it, it's really actually quite funny because I play a lot of my games with international students. And I've probably said this on past uh, uh, board game shows here on Around the Board. But uh, we, we bring in people from all these different countries and they're like, let's play Secret Hitler. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um <laughs> It, it, it is a fun game. It's so fun, but obviously a very controversial theme a little bit. And uh, it, it, it's also interesting sometimes to play with people because they immediately assume the, the two factions in that game are going to be uh, uh, fascists and liberals. And what people don't realize that is, is that historically traditional liberals are not liberal progressively in the American uh, political sense now. So people immediately assume like, oh, well... You're either a liberal or you're, you, they associate like uh, your fascists have to be, you know, uh, Trump supporters or, or super conservatives. And I hate having to explain that again, that it's like, no, that's not really what this game is about. It's from a totally different era, totally different politics. So it's a little cringy for me, but I love the game. Um, I wish it could be rethemed. I don't know what it would be, though. Um, well, I think the original Kickstarter actually had a secret Santa that they did it mm. and i think uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think the original one was before trump was even elected and it was actually called secret trump oh, so you really? could actually go full on onto well, that <laughs> and everybody out there knows that it actually has been rethemed silly me to forget yes this. I, was, I was gonna bring that up and that That's is right. around the board's very own game secret herod correct <laughs> which if you haven't played secret herod Send us your money. We'll get you a copy soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so all jokes aside, I will have to say, I never really thought about it until you brought it up, Andy. Is this the biggest misstep in board game marketing of all time? Because, like, the game is still massively popular, and how many people don't play it because of the name? Like, yeah. if they named it anything else, how much more even popular would this game be? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if it puts people off as much. I'm, I just don't like talking about it in in public settings because it's just you know. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't get. It's hard to get to the table. Like, hey, you guys want to play a game about Hitler? No, yeah. right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> if it's named anything else, this game's even way more popular. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Speaking of Secret Herod, uh, I didn't notice that Daniel had another costume change. Is this? That's right. Is, is this Herod a- now? Uh, yeah, I'm a middle. Uh, I'm a ancient. I'm I'm a Sunday school actor. Is what I am. This is what I wear when I have to be a, a Bible character at my I Sunday gotcha. school class. So, are you made of felt? <laughs> I, I don't know. And this wig is the word. Like it, you look, you look like the woman at the well. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe go and sin no more. Exactly. Honestly, honestly, this costume is titled Jesus. This is technically Jesus. 
So we have Jesus and board game Jesus. Right. Wow. Which, okay. which I'm glad we brought this up because now my cringy theme is going to make, uh, <laughs> is going to be even more entertaining. Oh my gosh. So, uh, games that are too preachy mm. are ones that I cringe at. And that could be because we're, you know, I'm a Christian here. We're all Christians and we've all came across some games that were like, why did you make this Christian people like stop doing this? You're embarrassing all of us. Um, and they're usually poorly made too. But right. there is some on the other side as well. You can get into some scenarios where people who are very worldly and who are very, uh, you know, counter to what I would normally consider, you know, my beliefs and whatever, who can be equally as preachy. And those games, I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this really a good game? Or are you just trying to tell me how, you know, this way of life is better? Like, don't, I don't need that in a board game. Like that's I'm not I'm not gonna touch that it, it, it to me because that means the theme is probably coming second or the theme is coming first, which means the game is coming second. It's probably a bunch of hot hot trash. So that that's one that I uh, kind of cringe at, and I have another one. This may surprise you guys a little bit. Um, intellectual properties that are not Marvel that are yeah. not Marvel. <laughs> so I was gonna like liar. Go. Ah, no, no. In no. the words of John, here we go. Here yeah. we go. No, it, it, yeah, no, these games that um, just throw a, a theme on no matter what, you find them in the Walmarts and the Targets and stuff. Uh, those, to me, feel a little like, ah, you, you just never know what you're going to get. And I won't even say the Marvel ones, guys. I recently got Marvel Dagger, and I got Marvel Collateral Damage, and I got Marvel Age of Heroes. I haven't had a great experience with any of those yet. Oh. I still get excited of them. I still want to play them. I still want to own them. But trust me, I cringe just a little bit more because I'm like, man, I'm going to buy a bad game, aren't I? <sighs> if you buy them all, you definitely will at least at some point buy a bad game. Yes. yes. And I, you I know, buy them all. I will give you credit on that one, Daniel. Um, I, I, too many times I've run across IP games that I'm excited about because it's like this is an IP that doesn't normally get made into a board game sometimes. Like, uh, yeah. for instance, I saw there was one based on the, like uh, the book Ender, Ender's Game. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Like He-Man. He no, like, yeah, like He-Man, yes. <laughs> no, the book Ender's Game and Battle School. If you haven't read the book, you're missing out. It's a great sci-fi book. Um, and actually, they did a good job with the movie. It just kind of bombed at the box office, unfortunately. But uh, the game sucks. But I've seen others like Mega Man. Uh, I saw one for Mega Man that came out, and it's like, oh, Mega Man. It's like, oh, this game. Yeah. yeah. Did you play Mega Man? Colossal Kickstarter failure specifically? Like, that, like the Mega Man one, I thought it was, like, in it being, like, a giant, like, just disaster overall. But, but yeah, it was, it was hot garbage, apparently. But, it, I mean, yeah. it looked beautiful. And the miniatures are that's really all that cool. matters everybody that's all that matters chris what's wrong with you um but anyway like like daniel i did post this on uh social media as well just to see what other people would say and part of it might have been due to my poor wording uh that i got some <laughs> responses immediately that weren't what i was looking for but so we got a lot of social and political issues being pushed and, and things like that and it's like no that's not what i'm talking about and, you know can just something a theme that makes you just you know cringy so then i finally started getting some things and some of them were things I had never thought about. Some of them were uh, just war themes in general, because the United States, we're really not, don't have personal experience with someone invading our country or something, or even living with that fear. And so I can see where that could be, you know, hey, I just lost two guys that I knew, you know, last week. I don't want to do a war game, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Whereas we are so used to putting in context of risk and World War II games and all that of our whole lives that we're just so desensitized to it. I think it just doesn't, you know, we can. Good point. We can like, you know, what do they call that? 
compartmentize it a little bit more, I think. Compartmentalize even. Thank you. That's what it is. Um, another one, this is one I do agree with, though, is the NSFW, which I had to look up what NSFW was. I knew what it meant, oh. but I didn't know what it stood for. Ah. So it's uh, not suitable for work. I'm like, right. yeah, that's what I at least that's what I found out. So I knew what it yeah. meant, you know, like off color crud and stuff like that. Anything that you wouldn't do at work, apparently, is what it is. And I totally agree with that. Any cards against humanity or any of that. Kind of, oh, please. Oh, that's yeah. The dark you know, version of this or that or this I, and after dark or whatever. No, no I almost I almost went down the path of, of making my segment about cards against humanity. Um, um, yeah, because I, I, to me, Cards Against Humanity, the problem with it is, well, first of all, apples, it's apples to apples with an X-rated theme. And I don't like apples to apples to begin with. I, it's just subjective crap. But the, the thing with uh, Cards Against Humanity is it's it's like a comic, a stand up comic that yeah. relies on uh, just dropping F-bombs yes. to get laughs. Yeah, it's it's lazy. It it's lazy humor. Anyway, sorry. Uh, another one is people think pandemic's a little too real these days. They don't like to play pandemic. Uh, people have a problem with zoos. They don't like incarcerating animals, you know? Oh, okay. It's, I was like, were they, uh, bit, by the, were they bit by the monkeys or something? I'm thinking of setting up the zoo. But now I got you. I, I thought uh, you said Zeus like the god Zeus. That was the next one, Zeus. <laughs> We've yes, offended no some Romans. They got a problem with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is one I agree with. The inappro- inappropriate anime in some games where it's just oh like you know, these over, you know, overly done girls or whatever. Yeah, that was actually going to be mine. It's uh, Tante, uh, Tanto Koro is like the, the prime one. It's like you're literally, it's a deck building game where you are anime maids and you're just trading maids and you're trying to get them into your room and that's how you cold oh the deck. Yeah, it's it's pretty cringy. disturbing. Did you say maids or maids? Maids. Maids. maids, maids, people who that's going to be his you. next costume. You'll see. Oh, Machi Taro, right here. I got just a couple more uh, drug related ones where you're like a drug pusher or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, then uh, I, I, re- I forgot this game was even made. There was a game made about the H.H. Holmes uh, murder hotel. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, he was like the first verified serial killer in the United States and he was killing people during the, the Chicago World's Fair and all that. And it yeah. took forever. It's way back then, so you could get away with stuff. And it, yeah, it's it's a pretty gruesome story. Uh, of course, games about poop, you know, we can't have too many of those. But, and that's, I think that's about, oh, car- cliche cartoon characters in a dungeon crawl. I don't know. That sounded like that was a specific game they probably had in mind, but I think just having a cutesy theme along with a the dungeon crawl they didn't like. But yeah, that was the another best one of those. Another one I'm surprised didn't get ma- mentioned in the comments because I know some people do really get offended by this kind of stuff is games that focus. There's there's a lot of period piece games, and so there's a lot of stuff that uh, has ties to colonialism and that yeah. sort of thing. Well, that that was me. mentioned. I said that was part of the ones I didn't want to talk about. So <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry. Well, here I am ruining. That Thanks for bringing. Do you want to talk about some more political issues while we're at it, or do we want to? Yeah, let's on? talk about uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly versus wow. uh, or pineapple anyway. on pizza. Anyway, what do you out there find cringeworthy? Is it something that we can talk about on the air or something that uh, we'll just read in your comments? So or is it let one us of my know costumes? what you think. And uh, let us know what you think Daniel's going to dress up as next. And make sure you like and subscribe while you're at it. Check the words right out of my mouth, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Round four, fight! All right, so round four is brought by El Mipo Negro. The greatest luchador in all of board games. And we are talking about my father's work. So this is a segment could only be brought to you by El Mipo Negro. Because it is against everything that Chris believes in. Because it is a Kickstarter game that I, as El Mipo Negro, own. 
I bought this game. Uh, I was super excited about when I heard about it because the reason was, as we all know, I don't care about theme and I don't care about art. Those just don't matter to me. Uh, the game is what matters to me. So, but I'd been wanting because I do care about theme, even though I don't like the idea, the allure of having that, that Halloween game, that spooky game that actually hits the, the spookiness without it being a problem. I mean, this, this is the bigger overarching issue I have about with like horror films in the first place. Like none of hardly ever are they actually like creepy and scary. They're just slasher films, right? Like, like the sixth sense is actually the closest to a real, like creepy, scary horror thing that I've ever experienced. And it wasn't a horror film because it, it was different. I, I'm getting off on a tangent, but make sure, <laughs> make sure you understand where I'm going with this. I've been wanting that game, the Halloween, the 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 va- Dracula, the vampires, the werewolves, the zombies game for a long time. And I saw this game pop up on Kickstarter a couple years ago, and I was like, man, that seems really interesting, especially because it's a worker placement game that involves a a evolving story over the course of four, of three rounds because each round there's three different ages so it's like me and then my child and then my grandchild there's kind of the thematic thing that happens and within each age there's also three rounds and you go around and pick up different items and you bring them back and you what you're trying to do is complete experiments so eventually you can complete the masterwork experience uh, experiment which could be time travel or lycanthropy or kind of like a Frankenstein type thing all these typical tropes of these horror like hammer horror film things so i was super excited about it i got it i finally came even though it was took later than normal because that's just how kickstarter works they just lie to you and uh uh i finally played it and i really like it i really really do i will say that there's one thing that's a problem with this game and it's because they were like hey i want to make this game my magnum opus hey don't blame someone for trying to make something incredible that's great and they're like i'm gonna make this incredible thematic worker placement horror game it's gonna be awesome and then i'm gonna throw a novel in with it because (laughs) when you play this game it takes so flipping long because so often in the game it's like oh wait you gotta go to the app and listen to someone maybe talk maybe they vo'd it and maybe you have to listen to them for five minutes to say the three paragraphs that should only be three three lines or it's not randomly because the reasons that I don't know. So then now you got to read the three paragraphs when it should just be three lines to explain what's going on so you can move on and get back to the game. So I love this game. Don't misunderstand. Super love this game. If it sounds great for you, the on we watch re- reviews, read the back of the box, or hear us talk about the game, and you think it sounds great, get it. You will love it. But I will say the one downside is there's sometimes some technical issues actually with the app and what it tells you to do and how it interacts with the game. And also there's just two much reading that it detracts from the actual gameplay but i do love this game but it does have a very small flaw and i'm very intrigued to find out what the other three here have to say about this game because gotta be honest i felt very slighted about this game because i had it available for last halloween and we just <laughs> somehow some way we couldn't get it played to what for the show so uh regardless i'm very interested to hear what my brothers at arms here have to say about this game all right all right guys I had a wardrobe change sorry now are, are you now so now you are shaggy i am all right it is my cartoon double pretty much <laughs> that's, awesome. that's your best bet right there i heard he's a rapper right yes shaggy's he's shaggy, the shaggy. Rapper. <laughs> it wasn't me yeah exactly it wasn't him <laughs> and then there's the other one is that snoopy dog that's a rabbit oh yeah, I'm, yeah i'm closer to the snoopy dog than the 
Okay. Shaggy. So well, yeah. it's my turn. So let's 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 move along, <laughs> shall we? Shall we move along? Thank you. You're um, the one who derailed it. I did. <laughs> That's what I always do. And then I blame others. My father's work. Um, so what can I say about this game? The reason we didn't get to it sooner, Chris, is because it's a long freaking game. And uh, I will say I enjoyed the playthrough. Um, I enjoyed some of the mechanics. I thought the theme was actually pretty good. I will agree with you. There's way too much story going on that's not necessary. And this is going to be something that I'm obviously going to be offended by. But if you get the app, and, and, and the funny thing is, these guys didn't get it at first. And I've got guys, oh, yeah, I did. they did not hire a voice actor to do this. That was totally read by AI. It totally was. It was like run on sentences with not very much emotion. Anyway, I could go hey, on an entire hey, tangent. About hey, Andy, that. I do want to say something. You are correct. I did hear, though, that the male voice is actually a real voice actor, but oh. the female was used was AI. Okay, so, well, there you go. Well, yeah. no offense to the male voice actor. We didn't use that one, so I haven't heard him. But the female was, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that's something, obviously, that hits very close and personal to home um, as a voice actor. Um, what I do remember about this game is I do remember liking some of the mechanics. I do remember it being very difficult to uh, to, to build the, uh, what was it, the, 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 the recipes, the spells? I forget what they were called because there's like an A and a B and a C. What's that? experiments experiments thank you whatever um it was hard to get that back up because there was such a process that you had to lay a foundation to get to b's to get to c's and so it was it was it made it very challenging and difficult um honestly what i remember most about this game the most memorable part was is that we had to as a group vote on a couple of things that i thought were really kind of fun pretty insensitive of me but one of them was our uh town was out of food but we were defeating other armies, so we had to make the decision whether we would uh, come up with a new source of meat and protein that we wouldn't tell the public about. Called Soylent Green. That's what it was. What was it? Soylent Green. Yes, wow. yes, <laughs> yes. Speaking Soylent of green, green is, is meeples. <laughs> so that was one thing we had to we had to like actually use the uh, we had to vote on, and it passed. It passed it, to uh, use uh, uh, the uh, the fallen soldiers of the uh, people we defeated and uh, uh, eat them, and the public really raved about it. They loved their protein sources. But then the other one was very controversial, and it somehow passed too, and that was there was an uprising, and so we had to decide what to do about the uprising, and our, our, our suggested thing was, shall we mustard gas one of our own towns just to settle, you know, to send a, a message and teach them a lesson, and we voted to do that too. Hey, Although waste not, want not. That's what I say. <laughs> That's right. That one didn't go so well. And I don't think we ate yeah. those people either. Um, oh, we did. Oh, we did. <laughs> they were definitely <laughs> eating. No, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you actually ended with that, Andy, because that will lead into mine. Because while these barbarians here were trying to eat our people and gassing them and shooting them in their faces, I was sitting here being the voice of reason, voting against these things. And guess who was punished every time I voted no? This guy right here, mm -hmm. I was, that was probably the most frustrating part of, of the game was while you, it was a worker placement game, there was a lot of thoughtful decisions. Andy mentioned about the cards being played out. Like you had to do three A's and then two B's before you could do one C. And there was a lot thought thought process on there and how you were going to get that accomplished quickly. Um, but it was always thwarted by other people voting and they had no idea why they were voting for it. So it was this, this really frustrating thing where it was like, I would have done better 
but you guys just kept being heathens over there and being horrible people. So, and I got punished for it. So that one wasn't a great experience. That would be my biggest flaw in the game, but overall I did enjoy it. I really wanted to play it again. I was trying to get with Chris to get it played again, because I do want to play it again and play one of the different scenarios. And the scenario is something I need to talk about because uh, we are doing this on our Halloween episode because it's supposed to be spooky, scary. You're making Frankenstein's monster. We nothing we did was spooky or scary. We were making weapons, and I was just like, "What?" Like the whole time I'm waiting, and here comes Frankenstein, and it's like, "Nope." And it's like, "Oh, okay, all right, well, whatever." Uh, and also I have another issue with this game, and it was my Dead Man Cabal issue. I didn't tell you guys this while we we're playing it. I was like, "I'm gonna keep this one on the show." On my player board, my little side room, there was a pentagram in there where I was doing my experiments. You guys gave me the pentagram board. I think it was on yep. purpose. You guys know. Dude, that, that touches you a little summon demons. We signed ourselves to the devil. All of those things happened. You you don't <laughs> think right. eating people is spooky? It's true. Well, no, not in the context of war. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to go to war with you. Yeah. Hey, we were just, just playing a down. game, Daniel. We're not actually okay with eating people like apparently you are. <laughs> it's not spooky enough. <laughs> no, it really was. I was expecting like monsters and mayhem. Good I was point. expecting no, that's a good point dig up graves and i wasn't doing that stuff and then there was like but this is the occult token which was wild which was actually really cool too because uh if you did it you got you went up the creepy the creepy uh track which i really I love insanity, as well. but yeah it really insanity made me track. think of the uh the uh hoodwinked cartoon have you guys seen that one but we don't arrest people for being creepy yeah bruce you know that guy we got in the tank uh the creepy one yeah better let him go all right <laughs> you know so, yeah i was expecting thing, more creepy it wasn't it, it so had this kind of eerie eastern european transylvanian thing going it was it was right. cool man i don't i don't know what your problem was with that that's that's so you think europeans are creepy got it yes except, absolutely except <laughs> germans. only germans all right uh let's move it on to me you guys have had enough to say anyway so oh 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 oh, oh, oh john no. john what? the components were great too that was that was actually one of the best things about it is the components were amazing. You didn't have time to say that on your turn. I get it. I didn't. <laughs> and so anyway, this let's that that was what I was going to lead with was components. <laughs> My God, foiled again. <laughs> anyway, this is a game I have actually uh, you know much much to the you know disgruntledness of Chris. I have actually wanted to play this game for some time ever since I'd heard of it. But yeah, it's just a matter of getting the getting the uh, timing down and getting it scheduled. And this is a game that wants to portray itself as a very thematic game. It tries hard. It does. It's got the it's got the app that you use that has the spooky sound and the reading and the and all the yeah all the text and everything. And oh, the component like I say, the components are amazing. You get little glass vials. You get little animals. It's different kinds of animals and everything. All the components are just amazing. The cards look great. The board looks awesome. It's neat how you can flip it and everything. And it's to me, it's 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 a I mean, they they put it they had a fairly dry Euro game that they put a story to. The game itself is really good. I like I enjoyed the game. I think the theme I, I'd have to go along with Daniel with this. I think the theme almost as much as I love theme, I think the theme almost detracts from the game because there's many times that we were sitting there with page after page going by on the thing, you know, reading it to us. And, and you have to kind of filter through what's actually important from that. Meantime, I'm looking through like planning my next moves and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're voting on what are we voting on now? What it said we're supposed to vote on something. Oh, OK. And then half the time they have a symbol up on the screen. That's the wrong symbol for what you're what it means or whatever. And like 
like Chris was saying before, the app doesn't always, it's a little clunky. Sometimes it doesn't really say the right thing or convey the right thing, it seems like. And this is just the one play that we had. I can only imagine if you're playing every different scenario. But so, I mean, give it props for trying to be that thematic, but I think the theme just kind of makes it longer. And I wish there was a way you could kind of like, I mean, I, I was going to bring this up too, because then I say, Chris, you have to play Abomination because they're, they're so similar in that they're trying to envelop you into this theme, but they're still a Euro. Whereas Abomination, you can read it out of the book or you can use the app and boom, it's going to read it for you and have all the stuff on there. It's like, that, that's it. And it'll have, be an encounter with the monster or it'll be whatever, but it's over in one paragraph. It's pretty obvious. Hey, this person does this. Whoever has the most this does this. Boom, we're moving on to the next round. In that game, I think what you do during a game in Abomination feels more thematic than what you do in My Father's Work, if that makes now, sense. Now they John, try to be really thematic around what you do, but you're pretty much getting resources and trading them in for this or that, and then you're going to move up on this track or that track accordingly. Well, uh, John, I like John. both the games. Hold on. I like both the games. Your time's over. Thematically, Abomination, I think, hits the theme a lot better. Andy, did you have anything to say? Yes, I did. Thank you very much, John. For one thing, you can't judge this game completely. We played one scenario out of how many? Uh, there's three of them, and each scenario has eight different endings. Exactly. So we got 24 different scenarios, effectively, yeah. or, or, or ways the game could go. So I, I feel like you can't judge it completely. And that goes back to you as well, Daniel, with your, like, spooky thing. I mean, we don't know what the other scenarios were or what how they would go. So I we said I liked the game. How is that bad? <laughs> All I'm saying is, they, they well, try so hard with this theme, and I don't think the theme connects. I don't think the theme will ever connect because it's this long thing that you're, you're just, is just droning on in the background while yeah, you want to know what you do. What's it's bad like, is you you compared it to Abomination and said Abomination is so great. I did not compare terrible. it to the Obama administration. Don't, abomination, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> abomination comes down to dice rolling. No, it You doesn't. might as well play Yahtzee. No. Hey, okay, Andy, that's... when we played Abomination, I brought my monster to life. That's what the dice do. I finished in last. It's yeah. not all about dice. Rolling. I don't want to. I don't want to ever see you bring your monster to life. You say that. Look out, baby. Good home. gravy. All right, I got a bunch jump in here. Good night. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so we're talking about a couple of things, and and first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna address the abomination thing because I did play it finally with 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 John, and I enjoyed it. It's a good game. I will admit, like I was playing it, and I'm just like, this this is just a worker placement game. Like, yes, the theme fits. If you go to the morgue, you get a body that's kind of like this and you get that. But like, it really did kind of feel themeless, like in, in actual execution. And it mat. no, 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 let me just say, in it actually being meaningful. Like the theme wasn't really meaningful to what you were doing. Like it, it's, it's hard to explain. Like you'd have to play it for me, for me to, for to me to explain. I have to play it with you and tell you, point out like, this is what I'm talking about here, but it really just feel it does kind of feel tacked in with that said, I like it, but it, the theme is not, it's there, but it's actually not is the only way I can describe it. I, now I back to my it. father's work. Let me get back to my father's work. Well, wait, 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 wait. First of all, I got to say that I agree with Chris. If you're going to be taking bodies out of the cemetery, it's got to be meaningful. You got to emotionally connect with that. <laughs> sure. Uh, so there's that. And then also back to my father's work. And so I've played it now a total of three times. And I will say that, each time I, I had this kind of feeling I couldn't put it together until we were actually talking it, and it really came to light with our our play as a group. I think this game was themed incorrectly. Now that I've played it a couple different times, I think what it should be, it should be a theme 
of building your house in like an ancient civilization, like in Rome or something like that, because in each one, there's always these political underlying uh, under, uh, overtones and undertones that are going on that you're voting on that's evolving the game and stuff like that. So if, if the game was about building your empire opposed to build, making these experiments and trying to make this ultimate experiment, then it would make more sense. The, the overtones of the political stuff that's going on because it is strange it's like cool there's this war going on well i'm just trying to make frankenstein that my grandfather started i don't care what's going on in this war who cares so it it it, it run it runs in the face of each other but the best parts of the game are those moments of the political overtones that are having something that's going on in the game that you're having to decide upon so i actually think it was just maybe themed wrong like i actually think the game is perfect and beautiful granted get rid of all that novel crap just tell me what's happening and get back yeah. to the game. But I think if this game was redone with like a Rome or Greek kind of theme, and you're just a house that's trying to build upon itself and build it more, but more and more influence and power over the course of generations. I think that would be the ACE right there. I agree with you, Chris. I think that is where it shines and that's what it should have been, but I cannot agree with you about the abomination. That is not, plastered on like if no. anything my father's work is plastered on it's literally listen to the story for 10 minutes and then do worker placement and sure. you're like okay what in the world did that story just have to do with what i just did now other than you guys voted to have my creepy track go up and now i can't place my meeples and it was your fault like yeah. other than that like i don't see the connection i think that my father's work actually was a miss on the theme um, oh, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying I think Abomination is too. Like it just it just feels it just feels flat. It's not mm. it's not exactly tacked on, but it's like not really robust either. It's just very flat. It's just kind of like, okay, cool. I can go to this place and get a body that's like this, or go to this place and get a body like that. Like, okay. That yeah, sounds well, like I a rap song. It's, it's in the ramifications. Like if you go to this place to kill a body, there goes your humanity. If you go to this place where it's, oh, this this body, they just put him to death. All I have to do is pay for the body and I can get it sure. and it doesn't hurt me. So I will say that I really, what I, one thing I did like about my father's work is that uh, if, you, uh, what, if you went up on the, uh, what, it wasn't the insanity track, it was the other one. What creepy was the other track. One? The creepy that? track. Creepy track. You couldn't go out in public. Right. Which, that thematically <laughs> yeah. worked really great. You could only go to like the church and right. like go yes. atone for your sins to be less um, creepy. <laughs> that the, was, other, the other track was just good. as good. The insanity track is if you get too insane, your wife leaves you. That's, that's, like, right. that's, pretty, that's true. That's pretty good. You lose your wife. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what happened to me to make me angry. Yep. That yep, right there. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, it's been a long time. But yeah, well, tell us what you think. Have you played My Father's Work? Have you played Abomination? Uh, or have you played something else that you feel like, hey, this is actually the one that, that you need to be looking for for your creepy game? Uh, let us know down in the comments. And most of all, make sure you subscribe. Yep. All right. Well, that's the end of the show, guys. Let's find out who the winner is. John, Who's let us know. Read well, let me let you know. Let me let you know. Uh, well, we, we had a lot of scoring today. We did. We, we, everybody got up in the teens. So that's pretty good. Uh, at the bottom there was Chris, and then moving up the ladder there was uh, myself and Andy, which I should have gotten. Nipo Negro is a winner, which I should have <laughs> gotten more for Connect Four. That's a joke. But anyway, our winner by default, maybe because he had so many costumes, he confused the judges. Is Daniel? Daniel, take it away, buddy, with your sixteen points. Yes. See the God. blue meeple God. is the deserving champion. Take that, black meeple in Spanish. <laughs> I don't want to try to say it because I'll butcher it. So it's been a while since I've been in this victory square. 
and I have been waiting for this one for a while, and it's ironic that I'm going to talk about this. And that's still (laughs) just please don't be about Marvel. It's not about Marvel. It's about artwork because Uh. I appreciate artwork and board games. Um, What I look like now is counter to what I actually appreciate in board games. (laughs) I love when people put great effort into it and they put in a lot of heart and soul into it and they do better job. Even the worst art is still better than anything I could ever do. But I want to shout out to Vincent Dutre. This man is a man. I'll show some pictures uh, while I'm talking here. This guy has made some of the most beautiful art ever and he never gets the reward, the awards that, he deserves so there's a lot of things that are like the best board game art of the year and vincent Dutrade is always in the top five but he never wins and i think i know why because this man have elevated what art and board games should be like to the point where when we see his art we go that's what board game art should look like and i think he gets uh the shaft because of that but he actually redefined i think the way that board games should look and play and it's probably chris's arch nemesis because this man i think is what's responsible i have bought more games because he has he has uh drawn uh drawn them i uh one off the top of my head is new york 1901 i Mm. fell in love with that pit that game i thought it was so beautiful i played the game and i was like oh man this wasn't fun at all his art tricked me and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but he does that to me over and over again. Actually, there's going to be one birthday game we talk about today, Raising Five. Rising Five. It's also a Vincent Dutrait game, and I almost backed it on Kickstarter, and it was probably the first game I was like, I'm going to back, and then I didn't. And then I realized, wait, I can choose not to back Kickstarter games? <laughs> that was the moment that started it. But his game was so beautiful. I loved it. So Vincent Dutrait, if you ever get around to watching this when we're famous in 10 years and you want to watch our old episodes, I appreciate you. And I think you should win more awards. Thank you. Wow. Are you done with your man crush there? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's no Reiner Knizia, but I think the dude deserves it. Yeah, yeah, one, guy, uh, one guy made board games rake. One guy ruined the community. <laughs> I don't so know why you had to put decide the which on. one's which. <laughs> so who's he always losing to? Is he losing to like what Ryan Lockett and Peter O'Toole or what? No, no. Uh, well, actually, uh, the O'Toole Ian guy. O'Toole. Yeah, he 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 beats him a lot. But just Ian random O'Toole. people. Ian O'Toole. <laughs> Ian O'Toole. So yeah, Peter. Um, Ian yeah, Lockett. so just random. Oh, no, he that. loses to uh, Gloria Broadchest. I'm just saying he's the most consistent. The... He needs to be inducted into some hall of All fame. All I know is that you need to introduce him to Stefan Feld. <laughs> any of those artists. Inter- introduce Stefan Feld to any of those artists, please. <laughs> God bless you, Stefan. I love your games. They're my favorite games, but holy crap. Get, get good art. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's the end of our show. And as always, we either would do reg- relegations or birthdays. And today we have four birthdays for you. So I'll start with the game I just talked about, Rising 5. It's a puzzly little game that is beautifully illustrated by Vincent Dutrait, but it turned six years old today, Rising 5. Here we go. All right, comes to me, Tom Vassell, and I will talk about um, Orléon. I don't know if he would pronounce it that way, but that's the way I'm going to pronounce it, Orléon. And uh, Orléans was one of those games that I did not want to play forever and then got stuck playing it at a game group one time, and it's a really good game. That's Now I see why it gets the hype. Not a really good-looking game, but very good mechanics, and it's a uh, yeah, fun little game. So there you go. Orleans is nine years old today, 2014, so it's almost an old game now. Chris, what you got? 
And El Mipo Negro has Key Flower, his favorite game of all time, because on every tile looks like a giant battle royal of meeples. You have no idea what's going on. You can't read anything, and it's just crap. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> thank you, uh, El Mipo. El Mipo Negro. Yeah, thank you. That's El it. Mipo Negro. Sorry. I, I, well, I'm going <laughs> to. By the way, guys, for those of you that uh, wonder what happens behind the scenes here, we were very worried about pronouncing Chris's name this whole time. <laughs> so, fortunately, we made it all the way through the show without any flubs until right yet. now. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to Clank. Clank is seven years old. He was uh, born in 2016. Man. It's hard to believe Clank is already seven years old. I remember when it was brand new, and it was uh, one of the first games that uh, really caught on in popularity to combine uh, uh, deck building with other things like uh, board game movement. And its uh, creator was uh, uh, is Paul Denon, who uh, has gone on to great fame with other games, including Dune Imperium. So happy birthday, Clank. Woo! Well, I think that's it, guys. Let's take us out, Andy. Well, thanks again to all of our wonderful viewers out there. Remember to tap those like and subscribe buttons. Also, be sure to join our Facebook group, Around the Board. Send us an email at mail at aroundtheboard.net or reach out to us on uh, via various social media, which we sometimes check and sometimes uh, 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 use uh, when we're feeling, uh, you know, uh, social media-ish. Okay. Thank you. Until next time. We'll see you around the board. Yes, you we know, will. I Thank think you if you're that. at your problem, John, you're actually playing the game upside down like you're showing the board. I think that's oh, the there problem. We go. You've just been playing it upside down the whole Maybe time. Maybe that's what it is. Like, they moved the ball out of I challenge you with to these a ears, board game street fight. For the with belt. these ears, I thought you guys were going to think I was a calling out Tom Vassal. Come fight. You guys were going to think I was a Harry Ferengi. Ooh, Harry Ferengi. That's a good name. Good old